Welcome, everybody, to your favorite day of the week. I'm Anthony Irwin, as always, joined by Aaron Larsoul. Actually, I just want to make sure. Yep, my mic is on. We are good. Cheers. How's it going, buddy? Are you drinking the unnamed cognac? Uh, yes, un- it is an unnamed cognac Friday. Um, it is. It is. You know what I? You know what I've noticed. So. I'm, I'm looking where we're, the people can't see this. Um, and thank mm-hmm. you, everybody, for listening and subscribing and rating and reviewing and all of that. Um, mm-hmm. you've, you've, you've made all of this possible. So the, stay with me here because this is going to take it. This may take a second and I am kind of long winded. It's interesting why I do this for a living. I, I uh, Every time I went to my brother's yesterday and every time I go over to my brother's place, I think there are two reasons why it is probably time for me to get out of these streets right and you know girlfriend god forbid more than that because every time i go to my brother's house there are incredible snacks there like there's all sorts of things like my brother's wife i think goes to trader joe's a lot so there are like there's just incredible food and snacks and stuff around the place i cook decently but my 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 place does not look like this it does not it does not feature this uh, amount of snacks. The other reason I think it might be time for me to have a significant other is because every time we go on a family vacation or I go home and and everybody's there, I lose out on the the bed lottery. So I have to sleep although in the worst <laughs> possible situation because the the couples slash people with that. children get yeah. <laughs> do better than I'm. But the reason I'm bringing all of this up is because I am looking at our uh, Streamyard, the platform we were using here, backgrounds, mm-hmm. and your place. I mean, it is your office, and, and I see Kobe and bookcases and shelves and such. And mine looks oh, like... right over right over my shoulder. It's uh, why a daughter needs a dad. <laughs> and my place looks like you know. Look, I'm lucky. In, it's L.A. I'm fortunate to have a a spare yeah. room to be able to record this. Yeah, but it looks like I literally put up a bed sheet behind me and closed the door in <laughs> perhaps uh, a a a set that saw one of the saw movies did, <laughs> is not using i have nothing going on so i was i was struck by yeah. that when i when i saw your beautiful face this morning it looks like dexter like it looks like a, a yes. scene from dexter yeah that's the uh the serial killer right yeah yeah, yeah. Cool. super super up to date uh reference on my part cool i show well i guess it came back i guess it came back so i think we're we're okay there but so this is the second week in a row <clears throat> i have said maybe this time for me to get out these streets and so okay, really, uh, really seriously thinking of this is this is this is now a trend, it, you know. Does does two make a trend? It's closer than one. It's yeah, right. So I might <laughs> one of my actually my favorite cousins because like otherwise it's a fleeting thought, right? But if you think about it twice, that's that's some time spent. That is, on I it. guess so. Yeah. So you said it's it's one. So I'm gonna I'm, all the all the fellas out there. I'm gonna give you a piece of advice. This is from my favorite cousin who is older than me and still in these streets and in these Inglewood streets, if that means anything to you, he says, Hey, cause you know what the, uh, and this is in reference to, um, a significant other. He says, you know what the, the problem with one is, um, I used to say, and he, this was back in the day. And I would say, no, nah, what? Cause he said, the problem with one is it's too close to none. <laughs> that is, that is your love yeah. and dating advice. on the hook. <laughs> <laughs> on this fine Friday. Well, I'm the guy. The problem with so, one is it's too close to none. I look. You can get you can get dating advice from Aaron. 
or you can get fatherly advice. Do from not me. get dating advice from Aaron. I I just so I bought you know when I go to when I take Avery to Costco every Friday. Um, we, Wait, we got we daddy will. daughter Costco. That is adorable. Oh yeah, I love that. I actually really enjoy walking yeah. to Costco with her. She's she's yeah. funny. She's starting to talk more now, which is adorable. She says hi to everybody, like and bye to everybody as they does walk she, by. It's great. Uh, does she does she go for the samples? Is she is she into the samples? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She has an insane palate. Like it's kind of crazy. She's eaten fillet. She eats, okay. Like yeah, yeah. Is it's, that a girl? Kind of crazy. Yeah. Um. She had pad thai the other weekend. It was yeah. She just she just scarfs it down. But okay. Um. She doesn't like teriyaki, which was super random to me. But she doesn't like the the taste of teriyaki stuff. But so we were at Costco, and every trip, if she's good, on our way out, they have like a little kids book section there. So I'll I'll mm-hmm. take her through. And now as we walk into Costco, she goes, a book, a book. And I go, Aww. yeah, yeah. if you're good, if you're good, we'll get you a book. And she goes, okay. So we walk by and she sees the book section. She goes, a book, a book. I was like, yep, you were good. We can get you a book. And so I got her this book thing that I thought it had like the, you. oh man, you probably don't know this, but probably parents not. out there who were listening, <laughs> Prob- they have not. these. It's a it's like a magnetic board and it comes with a pen that has like a magnetic tip on it and you write on the board and you get to like like wipe off the board with this thing that clears off the 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 colors and the writing that you did on the Oh wait, does it look the, like a little thing? like a little real thin iPad kinda? Yeah, kinda. My yeah. yeah, my niece and nephew have them that look there like real thin iPads. Yeah, and it has mm-hmm. a little pencil looking thing and you can yeah. It's like an yeah. etch a sketch, but yes. Right, but you get to For use now. a pen. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Yep. So I got one. Well, th- this book, it's like an it etch- came at a sketch. I'm 150 years old. <laughs> so it comes with what this a, book. What a terrible and, reference. Go ahead. And it, and it has like, it says like, help you write, learn to write your ABCs with the Disney princesses. And they, this is like a zillion percent Avery shit. And, and I thought though, that the little, uh, board thing would detach from the book. And it okay. didn't. And Avery got super pissed. She was trying to take it off. And she's like, you know, dad, help, dad, help. She was whining a bunch. I, I hate whining. I can take her crying. I know, like, if she's crying, generally, there's something actually wrong. But like the incessant whining, which is obviously rich coming from me, given the way that I cover the Lakers. <laughs> I get I get that as I say that. <laughs> hey, look, your hypocrisy only runs so deep. Hey, as long as as long as you acknowledge the hypocrisy, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. but so she I'm like waiting she... For, I'm waiting for Avery with uh, with pitchforks and torches outside. <laughs> yeah, crypto. So I was covering the, the protest. I yeah, wasn't right. part of the protest. Right. But Why so... was your face painted? <laughs> Blending in. Um, context. <laughs> A man so... of the people. <laughs> So I was, so Avery's just whining and whining and whining and whining and whining. And then finally I was like, fine, Avery, give me the book. And I break the thing in half and I hand it back to her. And, and I didn't break the board. The board is still usable. The book is still usable. They are just no longer attached. And I don't think they they are not attached in a way that it was designed to be detached. I don't know how you're going to segue this to the Lakers, but I'm here for it. Uh, it's much like the breakup between the Lakers and Russell Westbrook. <laughs> oh, <boy>. So, so, <laughs> so yeah, to, to bring that full circle, we can get uh, dating advice from Aaron or fatherly advice. Uh, from. 
And from the sounds of the first seven minutes of this show, you shouldn't take those yeah. those pieces of advice from either Lakers. one of us. Right. <laughs> uh, getting, all right. You're getting dating advice from the dude that's in these streets heavy and divorced and fatherly <laughs> advice from the dude that got so frustrated. Might have just with traumatized his daughter, He ripped a book in half. <laughs> it wasn't the book. The book is still intact. The board is still intact. There was just this stupid infernal piece of cardboard that kept Whatever the two things together for two, some yeah. reason. Yeah. Right. For some reason, they decided these two things were should be inseparable, to which I said, no, I will do anything for my daughter. And I broke the thing over my knee. <laughs> <laughs> and on next week's hook, we are going to get parenting advice from Jen, who has to deal with Anthony. <laughs> and we're going to get dating advice from whoever I can get to sit in this We should do that like a... We should do like a Q&A session with Jen. It's like, what's it like being married to, to, to me? Actually, maybe she can give me some dating advice. Yeah. Well, well she From obviously has... 16 years ago? Struck out, like, really poorly. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, never. I guess I shouldn't. Yeah. If, if, if I should be giving the advice. If a ends up with you, I guess, yeah. I guess nobody, we shouldn't be taking advice from her. My advice is to be really good looking and convince somebody that they I, I get better with age and then don't get better with age. There's my advice. Um, all right. So we are, uh, we are recording this on a Friday afternoon. Happy Friday, everybody. And only a couple days ago, Wednesday evening, the news leaked. Thursday morning, the Lakers announced it, that Patrick Beverly will be a Laker. Taylor Horton Tucker and Stanley Johnson will be Utah members of the Utah Jazz. Utah Jazzes? Is that? We'll just say members of the Utah Jazz. So I hate the, like... They will be on the Utah Jazz? It's like I hate the I hate team names that don't end in S's. Right? Jazz, like the Miami Heat, Heat. And Magic. Yeah. I think those are the like, only three. Yeah, Jazz, don't be Heat, stupid. Magic, yeah. yeah. Um, don't name, be name stupid. Your team straight. Yeah. Don't be stupid. <laughs> name your team right. So the the Lakers parenting advice and team naming advice from one Anthony Irwin. Branding. Branding advice. You're there all you welcome. Go. Uh so yeah, I think the Lakers now, I think inarguably are better than they were earlier this week before the trade. I think that is true. Uh, how much better is fair to discuss and whether the amount that they got better is worth giving up on Taylor Horton Tucker and Stanley Johnson, especially Stan. I, I actually it am is. going to, I'm going to miss Stanley more than Taylor. I'm going to be honest. I was never a big Taylor guy. I always thought that he outperformed low expectations and then never got better. That's kind of how I'm going to remember Taylor. Um, but <laughs> sorry, Taylor. I mean, you could at least put flowers on his grave. You're gonna, I piss on your grave. You're he's gonna, not, he's not dead. He's gonna, I, mean, his well, I guess he's in Utah. It's, his, it's well, close. His Lakers career is dead. <laughs> no, I mean, um, like, I, I don't think it is. Look, the, Rob, Rob Polinka likes to bring people back. Like, all right, fine. <laughs> once, a, once, and once a Laker, always a Laker. I can attest, yeah. Um, and I've been honest about Taylor while he was a Laker. Like I, I have I've, not been as honest as I would have liked to have been. Now I will be. He can't okay. play. Yeah, he's just he he's not any he'll, good. And he'll, if he'll he never be, to, he'll never be good enough to spend as much time on the ball as he needs to to be successful. He maybe he might be, I don't think but he, he wasn't going to be in 
this environment. Oh, for sure. That is for sure. Yeah. And on uh, this timeline. Yeah. Um, and I like, I like, I like Taylor. He just, seems like a good he dude. Can, he just can't play. He's not any good. Yeah. Um, and, but uh, to be fair, I think the same thing, the way you, you characterize, I'm speaking. Mm-hmm. The, yes. Uh, Taylor, I think the same can be said of Stanley Johnson. And I have seen on Twitter Lakers fans with some consternation about losing Stanley Johnson in this. I think we, as a Lakers community, and I think Lakers fans, he was fine last year. He he was fine. But I think because uh, the Lakers roster last year was bereft of anybody like that, that Stanley exceeded very, very low expectations, similar to oh, what you said also about true. Kalen. Absolutely. So I don't, I, I think, I honestly, I think. Stanley looked great defensively when his counterpart was Carmelo Anthony. Yes. Correct. Correct. <laughs> he was the only, yeah. other than LeBron, he was the only forward-sized dude that could run and jump. Yeah. Um. And so, look, like, the reality is that he was out of the NBA nine months ago, right? Mm-hmm. And anybody could have had him. So to lament this as some big, huge loss, I don't really understand. Um, I'm not saying it's a big loss. I'm saying I'm going to miss him more than I will miss Taylor Horton Tucker. I'm not going to miss either one of them because Patrick no, Beverly I'm, is just, he's just better than that. And I also understand if he's some also 35 fans have just dis- and yeah, showing but, signs of slowing, but what are we, yeah, but what are we doing here? When are we trying to, what are we doing here? He on the basketball court, he is better than both of them combined by a, Patrick Beverly will contribute more to winning this year than both of them combined by a huge margin. So I, this is not some like asset play for Patrick Beverly. What are, what, what's he going to be two, three, five years from now? He's a better basketball player and he's a better fit than both of them right now. So, and for people, why was Stanley included? Because THT for Patrick Beverly doesn't, the money doesn't work. It's $75,000 short um, going to the jazz. I was, mm-hmm. I was about to have the same problem as you uh, with the lack right? of pluralization with the jazz going stupid, to the jazz. Stupid names. Yes. Um. So he had, to, well, Somebody had to be included. Wenyan couldn't be included unless he was guaranteed because if you're if you have a non-guaranteed contract, your value sent out is zero. So he would not have worked unless he got guaranteed. There's the other part of um, THT possibly picking up his option for next year mm-hmm. and what that does to cap space. So I know we'll get into that. But I think the trade is, look, Patrick Beverly is a starting level player in the NBA. So for that, I'm not going to say it's a home run because it's, you're not getting some superstar, but a, a, an actual NBA starter that definitely fits whatever, you know, we can talk to Kevin Pelton, but I think, I think the trade grade should be very, very positive. I think he said he put, he gave it an A, which is fine. I, th- oh, I, good. I agree. I, yeah. I haven't seen, but yeah, I, I, I would, I would agree that I would give the Lakers an A here. I was surprised that it didn't would, cost I, a pick. I would also. I thought yeah. so. It was funny. I did the show with um, with the the Utah Jazz site for SB Nation, uh, like basically almost exactly an hour before this trade. 
No, no, not, not him. Former Buff. Are, no, are they still, he... are they still talking about screen assist now that Gobert is gone? No, it's super weird. He just he decided those are under or those are overrated oh. now. I, now. It was super weird yeah. that a team uh, employee would now. would skew uh, his his opinions overrated. on teams. Yeah, overrated now. Cool. Uh, but yeah, I, I so I I did the show with with um with the SLC Dunk uh, crew over there, and mm-hmm. uh, they were asking me about you know potential deals with the Lakers, what it would cost to move Russ, all these things, and then they asked about. Um, Patrick Beverly and whether the Lakers would get involved at least as like a third team and wind up with Patrick Beverly. And I said, actually, I think it's more likely that if they trade for uh, Beverly specifically, it would be some smaller deal off to the side that would be uh, Talon and whatever contract needs to make it work. And then like a second round pick or something like that. But, but essentially it wouldn't, you look at you just, whoa, look at you out here breaking. Well, I mean, it's just, I just, I I think this year I've, I've had a fairly good feel outside of the Gobert deal, which I find fucking bananas, but, but I think that that's everybody. I've had a fairly decent feel for the market. Yeah. But like I, I the, the market this year has made sense. It's like that's why you and I have always talked about with Russ. It was always going to cost a first round pick to get rid of his contract, and it's always going to get a cost a first round pick to bring back help that legitimately improves the team. That's why it's probably going to cost two first round picks uh, to 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 pull off the Indiana trade. It was probably going to take two first round picks if if a Kyrie trade was ever going to happen. Going to happen. Um, and it would cost two first round picks if the Lakers wind up sending uh, Russ to Utah to get back, you know, the the Bojan Bogdanoviches or the Malik Beasleys or the Jordan Clarksons of the world. Like that's it's going to it, that's that's the market right now. And I thought that Patrick Beverly's market as a 35 year old, somewhat slowing, albeit starting caliber point guard. Um, I thought he would cost about a second rounder or so. And and it would be a bidding war kind of between the Lakers and the Heat um, that the Heat never really got all that in, in involved in. So the Lakers were able to get away with trading for him without having to include a second round pick. Um, this It's good. It's I, Like I said, I think multiple things can be true here at once. One, Patrick, Be- and most importantly for the season, Patrick Beverly fits incredibly well with LeBron and Anthony Davis. Like he is a st- he's a that's better a, point a, guard yes. than than the Lakers have had since uh cuz I don't think Schroeder was very good in the role that he was in. He's probably the best point guard the Lakers have had since Caruso. He's not as good as Caruso. He's not a point guard, but yes. But like it, but he's going to play that role. Like if you if you actually wanted to find Patrick Beverly as a point guard, he's not really a, he's a 3 and D guard <laughs> he's like he's like a super small three also, wing but, who plays look, point guard he's not yes. a pick and roll guy he's not like a no but break he, you he'll, off he'll, he'll get you four or five assists a night um but i i agree with you that he fits incredibly well i actually think yeah. like on uh in a vacuum i think he fits better than caruso he's not a better player than ac but ac's bigger and has more versatility but I think the the thing that matters most and the reason he fits the best is because Bev's he can shoot. He can shoot it. He's a catch and shoot guy. A catch yeah. and shoot, he could he's a knockdown catch and shoot guy. And yeah. AC for all the wonderful things he does yeah. isn't he's streaky um, at best. And so we think of we think of Pat Bev as 
an irritant, which he is, and just like a point of attack defender, which he is. Magic had a great tweet. Yeah, Magic had a great. Magic had he had a great tweet. He's like, I hated. I've hated this guy his whole career, and now that he's a Laker, I can't wait to root for him. I think that's a very good summation. But so the the fit, the fit, I think is is pretty ideal here because uh, look, frankly, Pat Bev is the best three point shooter on the Lakers roster right now. That yeah. says whatever it says about he's, the he's roster. Fine, though. Like he's not a bad shooter. No, he, no. As a catch, like, he he's actually he's good. He he's was not he great, was like he's good. I thought before, like when we would say the best shooter on the Lakers roster was LeBron, that was an invite an indictment of the roster. But now when he, you say like Patrick I, Beverly is the best shooter on the Lakers roster, that's like the better. Lakers have never been particularly modern. It's better. It's better. You know? It's better. So um but I look more shooting is more shooting would be helpful. But I yeah. think that and, and if you if we go back, you and I had this this conversation offline the other day um, when you asked me about the trade, how this happened, uh, how it happened, why it happened. Yeah. Um, I think the other important parts here, in addition to the on court fit, because I think that matters. Um, he. The Lakers' problems, the biggest problems last year, Put let's put injuries aside, because injuries were the biggest problem, but they certainly weren't the only problem. Other yeah. than that, I think the tube, the athleticism was a problem that has been, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not going to say solved, but that has been addressed, addressed. by the rest, of yeah. the, uh, the rest of the roster. Other than that, I think the Lakers' two biggest problems were give a fuck and try yeah. and point of attack defense. And Pat Bev is a is certainly a part of the solution to both of those things. Man, Combine trying that to figure with... out like who on the Lakers roster would lend himself to both of those issues in big ways. Point of attack defense and giving a fuck. I'm trying to, I'm blanking. Probably somebody making quite a bit of money, probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll come back to it. I'll, I'll try to remember. You? <laughs> No, my no, my you. defense at this stage of my life is pretty offensive. Like, <laughs> so in a, so I think I think and and look and he's told you this right. Pat Pat Bev did his his whole uh, media tour, his you know his ESPN media tour, yeah, and basically campaigned to uh, be, be a Laker, Laker or and said he wanted to play with Heat. LeBron and um, sent out the tweet of you know about KD frankly because this mm, let's just say this he's right this did this did not come together in the last in the last two yeah. days let's say let's say that everybody <laughs> had to wait to see what was going on but yeah. um this did not come together this was not a great shock this did not come together wh- whatever whenever when did we hear about this what we when did we hear about this when was it wednesday night yeah, so it was uh, Wednesday, Wednesday night, and then and then it was going to be finalized Thursday. Yes, yeah, um, because of Mamba Day. This did not, if if you believe Mark Spears, this did not come together uh, on Wednesday. This was not like a just put together on Wednesday. So, um, I but but I think so, so. Beverly literally was pissed that he had to be in Utah that much longer. I wonder yeah. if he ever set foot in the state of Utah. I, I don't. I don't know. 
I don't I know would, about that. I, I would love to I, ask maybe him. it was the jer- maybe it was listening. the jerseys maybe it was the jerseys that that he was those highlighter <laughs> jerseys see, he's like I can't I see my name this. on this shit ever I ever I cannot ever. do this get me yeah, up kill out it of with here. fire <laughs> yeah Kevin, this was not a make uh, up your mind do you see this jersey <laughs> this was not a this was not something that came together in, yeah <laughs> in the wee hours of Wednesday night uh yeah, I mean, this has been in the works. This has been in the works for yeah. quite some time. Um, well, and it's, it's but, also, I, but it's, he's it's, but he's an incredible. I and he and he did the point I was going to get to is he said even on his his ESPN media tour that like he is not afraid to tell LeBron. Yeah, and that's not like there have not been a lot of those guys duds could you know could talk to lebron but he wasn't playing like he wasn't playing it's different if you actually are a starter slash get real rotation minutes rondo was another guy that that could kind of pull on lebron a little bit jason kidd could boogie a little bit yeah Yeah, but they're not a lot of guys that lebron is going to say all right you know or that have the gravitas more that for ad from what i've heard boogie was yes correct yeah but there's not a lot of people that will that will get on that are that have the personality to that have the gravitas to that will look LeBron is going to LeBron it's LeBron's team, but people that are willing to kind of tug on LeBron when he needs a, Hey man, yeah. like let's get it together. And yeah. I, Pat Bev claims to be one of those. And I believe it based on his, how he is around the league. So, yeah, like I said, uh, the, the, the most important thing here that is the most important truth here is that Pat Bev fits really well with what the Lakers need um, and all of those things. Secondly, this move was necessitated by prior mistakes, right? That is another truth that because the Lakers forced themselves into a situation where they had to choose, right? They didn't have to make that choice between THT and Alex Caruso and then compounded that mistake by choosing the wrong guy. Um, That led to a situation here where you had to trade the wrong guy that you chose for again in my opinion the lesser version of the guy that you the guy that you sent packing the, the guy that you let walk um the lakers very easily could have had caruso this entire time and then used Taylor horton tucker in some different deal that addresses a different need and that's that like when, when i talk about asset management and all of these things it all basically comes down to the lakers have Anthony Davis and LeBron James on their team, and they have fully committed all of their assets basically to winning with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And now they are sitting here with both of those guys, a fairly barren cupboard, and they find themselves on fringe contention in the, in, in terms of uh, the championship and arriving there. Um, it, it really kind of speaks to some of the poor asset management that they've had over these last few years. And, you know, some of it is, some of it, uh, is, is, uh, involves some important context, right? They traded Danny green in the first rounder for Dennis Schroeder because Danny was clearly kind of breaking down. They needed some fresher legs heading into a season that was starting a month or so later. And they never envisioned that Schroeder would show up and be as difficult as he was behind the scenes. That context matters, but it also still means that uh, it, it that, that deal didn't work out. And then 
they compounded that mistake by continuing in that on that path and going out and getting another creator rather than another finisher in Russell Westbrook in and uh, that clearly didn't work out. So that's how you arrive. That's how you go from championship with assets and, and some uh, cap flexibility to where they are now. And again, both of those things are true at the same time. Pat Betcher, Patrick Beverly and the trade for Patrick Beverly is a win. Arriving here is what happens when you take a bunch of L's along the way. I think that's, I think that's fair. Um, yeah, no, I, I think I think it's fair. Although, as an organization, right, you have to kind of understand what when you have sunk costs and you have yeah. to move forward. Talon definitely so I was. know, I, I, yes, and I, I, I know we're going to talk about this, um, and maybe we talk about it now. But I think the fact that, especially if he was with the Lakers he was not going to have a chance to develop and prove himself for a contract going forward, um, in my opinion. So I think he would have picked up his option for next season, which would have uh, dipped into the Lakers cap space. And I know that the Lakers want to be a cap space team and a destination or have the, the option of being a destination um, for a pretty decent free agent class next year. So I think that matters also. Now that get that leads us into if more and look, I think that the roster as it, I told you this last week as much as I could. And I think on Tuesday I told you this as much as I could that the roster was gonna look different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I'm I still say, think it's gonna look different. And I'm gonna say again, the roster is going to look different. Yeah, uh, the Lakers are not done. The the roster is going to look different. But I think that the fair question is how different is the roster going to look? And you have it here in the chat and that's the right question. How yeah. much can people help this year versus uh financial obligations going forward because right now as it stands now the roster now the Lakers are in line to have quite a bit of cap space and it's a good free agent class next year. Yeah, so that is going to be the central kind of theme of the conversation here um, moving forward is the Lakers essentially, again, have two paths ahead of them. They can ride this out. Look, Patrick Beverly is good enough as a point guard and, and again, plays the exact position that Russell Westbrook does. So if the Lakers decide, and Jovan Buha has reported this, Um, and it's something that is not a a particularly uh, well-kept secret. If the Lakers decide to send Russell Westbrook home, uh, they can do so now without the talent deficiency that they had last year. Last year, they couldn't send Russell Westbrook home because they didn't have anybody else to really play. They were devoid of, of NBA players. Now they have a few more NBA players. They have Patrick Beverly. They have Lonnie Walker. They might have Kendrick Nunn. Maybe, (laughs) (laughs) maybe, (laughs) Uh, but, but like, and and, and then they have some younger legs that can get out and run um, and they have, you know, depth up front uh, in case Anthony Davis or LeBron misses some time. So they have a more viable roster. It's a better uh, roster this year than last year. 
I, it's different. It's more viable, but I, I don't necessarily think that they are like. Well, they are now. How, they having offer. Andrew, who are the who are the great? I mean, Malik having, can play. Having, who having are the great Patrick, losses from last year. Malik, Malik for one. Um, and yeah, I mean, like, like I said, as the now that the Patrick Beverly trade is done, they are. Yeah. Like objectively better than they were last year. Before the Patrick right. Beverly trade, I don't. I don't know that I would have gone that far, but regardless, the trade is done, and right. and and I think uh, now again they have these two paths ahead of them of trading for somebody who continues to help this year and might impact their cap situation this upcoming season. Miles Turner is is due for an extension. Buddy Heald has money on the books for next year. If they were to make a trade with Utah and take on Mike Conley because it would cost less to trade for Mike Conley, he would impact the Lakers cap situation next year. Um, and, and, and there are you know plenty of other guys, if they got involved with the New York Knicks, right, um, and, and got some of their spare parts because it only costs the one first-round pick, um, those guys would impact the, uh, the, the cap for next year. So the Lakers basically are, are, are the math that they're doing right now. I would imagine as you and I speak, they are trying to figure out, all right, who of the names that are out there that we could trade for, who actually helps us this year in a meaningful way and in a meaningful enough way that makes it okay uh, to, to kind of screw up our plans in next year's free agency when they believe that they have a chance at, at Kyrie Irving and they believe that they have a chance at legitimately improving their roster with 30-ish million dollars. I don't know if I would necessarily go so far as to be as confident as they seem to be with Kyrie because it would require him taking like a $17 million pay cut. But if things go really poorly in Brooklyn again, then maybe he does, and maybe you do have a chance at, at him. But but those are the two paths that they have here. And Aaron, I, like, you know, I know that you can't get into much specifics here, <laughs> but like what – what would be the line for you? Like how much better would they have to get for you to be willing to forego cap flexibility next summer? So that is, that is the question. And, and I think one of the, the benefits of, of this trade is it increases the optionality. Um, I don't think the Lakers are championship contenders right now for this coming season. I do think Pat Bev helps a lot, but I don't mm -hmm. think they're contenders. However, I like... Would a rim-protecting big and a flamethrower shooting guard make them contenders? Nobody well, specifically, just nobody like specific. Those, nobody those specific. Archetypes. Um, here's what I will say. <laughs> Again, we, we've talked about this, and, and, and I think this trade, the Pat Bev trade, is a step in the right direction. Um, and we have talked about giving LeBron and AD a chance... Um, in the playoffs, right? Because if, if those two dudes are healthy, nobody wants to play them in a seven game series. If those two dudes aren't healthy, it doesn't matter anyway. So that is the line, but I well, think if this the, it, helps. on top of that, on top of that, if those two guys are healthy and they have pieces around them that help optimize those two guys, because last year I would still contend that even if LeBron and Anthony Davis were healthy last year, they wouldn't have mattered in the playoff picture. There was th that roster was too flawed. I agree that the roster was very flawed. I would have liked to have seen it, but there was there wasn't enough there, frankly. And I think this roster is better. The question for me it says though, a lot that most of those guys are still unemployed. It does. 
does and by the way their utility whatever utility they had in the nba was playing off of lebron and ad yeah which is why maybe they're not employed anymore yeah um deandre jordan in denver is surprising to me i don't i don't get it man he has to be like like we talk about Trump with the nuclear, codes. you know what? Here, DeAndre you know Jordan what? has the nuclear codes on all he's got of pictures. He's got he, like he he's got has pictures of all of the information. So <laughs> he's got pictures every of single body that has hey, ever. Man. <laughs> hey man, I thought he was done when, when Brooklyn said, "Now nah, we good." I thought never, never mind. And that was three um, teams ago. <laughs> four, was, four teams it was, ago. It was, it was, it was a long time ago. Um, <laughs> it was a long time ago. <laughs> So it's so the line for me is as far as the line for me is if it's going to if it's going to be two draft picks and it's going to be cutting into the flexibility going forward it, it has to put it has to put you squarely in the, whatever the championship I don't like we can talk about this as of right now who would you say that like the tier 1 championship teams are and actually let's talk about it, but it would have to put for me to give up the optionality going forward and to give up two first round picks. It would have to put me in that tier. That's my, that's my, that is my line. So here's who are, who are your tier one, like championship contenders uh, next year as of now. Um. All right. So I would probably go golden state, Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. That's it. For me, for me, it's Golden State and Milwaukee. The Celtics probably. No, and maybe the Clippers. But if, see, so I, if but like, Lakers, see, I have those know, two teams on, on a different team down. Like I have Golden State and Milwaukee, I have above everybody. If you and ask then me I have who's gonna be in the finals like next squint. year, it's Golden State and Milwaukee. Yeah. But I think I think Boston and the Clippers have an argument to be in that tier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I and so Next if I'm going to give up two picks and maybe commit to future money, I want to be in that conversation. Like inherently speaking, if you're asking me who the top tier team is, and then you say that there are a couple teams that have an argument to be in that tier, then they inherently are not in that tier. So I think the Celtics are in that tier. So for me, the top tier is the Warriors, the Celtics, and the Bucks. If you if you if you force me right now to say who's going to be in the finals, it's the Warriors and Bucks. I think the Clippers have an argument to be in that tier. We just haven't seen them yeah. actually like That's play basketball. Too. In. Mm-hmm. I think Denver is a a step down from them. But I but the my point is for me to give up two first round picks and give up future flexibility. I want well future like have have financial obligations going into the future in addition to the future flexibility I've given up by giving up the picks. I want to be in that conversation. That's that's my line. So now we can we can argue about what deal would if to I can't talk about it, but if a specific deal would put you in that yeah. conversation, but that's my line. So here's my issue with that as as a line of thinking is that to keep thinking that LeBron is just going to keep playing like this as he gets closer and closer and closer and eventually passes the 40 year old threshold. Like that's insane to me. I know he's crazy. He's an alien. I know he might, he might be, he, he might be freaking, uh, 
I don't even know, like Optimus Prime and Megatron, <laughs> like combined somehow. Like he might, he might just be that dude, and he's just you capable like of playing. Movies. I, you do. I know you like. What's those that? Terrible. Movies. I like the those first one. I thought they like they more. fell off. He he, they fell off pretty quickly. Um, the first one I, was dude, like twenty years ago. That is the the bonkers thing to me. I was I was actually just on Amazon Prime the other day, and um, and I was just kind of like looking for something to have in the background while I worked. And I came across the movie and it was like 20 something year anniversary of this movie. I was like, yeah. what the f- <laughs> hold on. <laughs> you had one tear streak how, down your face. How did the CGI get worse? <laughs> how is CGI? But anyway, oh, um, shout out Star but, Wars. Yeah. Well, Star Wars and She-Hulk. Yeah. Um, so I, I, She-Hulk yeah, is fun, is, but the, the way, CGI what is that looks about? terrible. What is this? What is that? I have it's, no it's idea. Like, like a, I'm not. I mean, like, like the essentially the premise is that like she gets into a car accident with her cousin who happens to be the Hulk, and then the oh. Hulk bleeds onto her open wound. She gets some blood, and and now becomes like is now is uh, like a, a isn't that how isn't that how we get monkeypox and Hulkism? And Hulk, <laughs> all right, is, and do they have whoever it is that Hulk plays Titus. the Hulk in all, yeah. in all of these things? Yeah, is Mark Ruffalo, like he's in it. Yeah. yeah. Right. The, the first episode so, was fun and stuff. I just, you know, the, the CGI, a lot of the CGI looks just terrible. But uh, especially compared to stuff at the in the early 2000s, it was in, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Um, but so, so I, I'm, I just find it hard to, to, to kind of put a ton of weight in continuing to think that LeBron James is just going to keep playing at this level and keep playing at this level and keep playing at this level. And you can kick the can further and further and further down the line when it comes to free agency and all these things. And like, I have a running theory for, for why they're operating this way. I'm oh. not going to give it on the show. Cause I okay, want to, right, it's more right. of a, it's more of a Harrison theory than it is all an right. Aaron theory. Um, right. So you guys got to tune in when Har- when Harrison and I talk next, whenever he comes back from his latest vacation, He's yeah, on his 18th honeymoon. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start calling Harrison like Hyrie or like you know, <laughs> <laughs> flat flat Earth Fagan out there. Um, just, his name is Fagan. <laughs> his name is Fagan. Flat Earth Fagan. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I I just like the whole free agent, the the, the whole like oh well they'll have they'll have room next year in free agency. It's like when, when LeBron is 39 and an already injury prone, Anthony Davis crosses 30, like this is what we're doing. And then if that doesn't work out, are you just going to kick the can further down the line? Like that that's Nick's ask, man. That's how the Knicks no. operate. Every, all, no every, every, it is every year. The Knicks say like, Oh, well this year, this year for a while, the Knicks when said like, Oh, it's going to be, of a player as good as LeBron James, God forbid, Anthony Davis. Like, well, but like, but all right. Never. So, not never, but actually, maybe never. Is he better than Patrick Ewing? Is Anthony Davis better than Patrick Ewing? Probably. Ne- mm. Like, when was the Knicks? No, the, uh, Knicks esque. I'm not going to let you get away with. It is though. It's like it's it's the Lakers all, like, won a championship. Whole... The Lakers won a championship less than two calendar years ago. It is not yeah. Knicks esque. And and the, and now they and now they're peddling hopium, right? Like you you go from you go from winning a championship to peddling hopium, like that. Hopium. It's just I've never heard that. That's funny. You you have to you have to at some point 
like actually buck up and compete. And I think that's where that's where I have reached. The, that's because where I am right the, now. Again, the Lakers won a championship two years ago, less than they, two calendar years ago, and they have two guys on that team left. Yeah, that's two it. Guys from that, yeah, and they're the best two. Sure, yes. but like the. The, like the 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 run that the Lakers had in the '80s that that we keep learning about on on Hulu now, and the yeah. run that the Lakers had with uh, Kobe and Shaq, where they won three championships. Like, yeah. it, it's not the late. If if the Lakers just said one championship was okay, then they wouldn't be the Lakers. They did that. That wouldn't Fair. be the Lakers. That that th- that's not how the Lakers should be operating. Fair. And, and now and now and they've gone from that one to championship one to, get- to like. To like, all there right, well, may, another, maybe next year, Chris Middleton, anybody? There needs to be another one to pass to pass Celtics also. Um, yeah. I, that's what why you're I, saying I, is, what, you're what saying I'm saying is, is that like the, I, the path that I want, with, the, the 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 path forward that I'm taking. Fine, you can take issue with the Knicks thing, but like, but I'm saying that of the two paths that the Lakers have in front of them, mm-hmm. I would much rather take a chance on. Miles Turner and Buddy Heald and look if I if I would have told you I I've been looking for this day and night I had a tweet heading into the offseason that said you could do much worse this upcoming uh, offseason than Patrick Beverly Buddy Heald and Miles Turner I swear to God I sent out that tweet and I can't find it can't find it I can't like find Harrison it it's, it's driving me insane it's pissing like me off. Out on the like, I so know it's out there. I was literally, I literally scrolled all the way back to like mid July last night trying to find this thing, but uh, it stopped letting me be able right, to I'm scroll. Gonna, so. I'm gonna, I will, I will I'm gonna go find it. it. I'm gonna look. But so, um, those, those I, of you who are great at receipt stuff, whether it's petty or pickup hoop, <laughs> like Google, 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 go find, go find some of my receipts, and I promise there's a tweet out there that says that 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 says that I said that. But but anyway. That the path, you know, my side of this conversation here is that I give a shit about cap space next year. Compete this year, just mm-hmm. just compete because I the other the other part of the value here in competing this year is that you show to future stars that you won't keep kicking the can down the road if they do um, entrust their legacy to your operations. I think that is all of that is fair. And look, I, I think, hmm, let me figure this out. I think the Lakers are going to do whatever they can to b- compete this year. Rob has said it, even in his strange ways that he possibly says these sort of things. But the mm-hmm. but LeBron's legacy, the last bit of LeBron's prime, and the Lakers and Rob being entrusted with shepherding that all of that is a thing. I look, I agree with you, but LeBron is also an alien. So I, it, I don't think LeBron's the best player in the world anymore, but he's in my opinion on that next, in that next group, whatever, however many people you think are in that tier, I think he's in that group. So have we've never seen anything like this before it could he fall off the face of the earth next year maybe but i wouldn't bet on it i'm not betting on lebron not being lebron until like i'm i'm going to be behind the curve on this one but you but you're because, also betting against science though like yes <laughs> i yes, i understand correct. What you, i understand correct what you, and maybe correct. maybe you are like Nobody's maybe 
Nobody maybe LeBron has this. some access to some crazy different science that allows him to keep doing this. And look, there have been like nine guys that have played 20 seasons, right? And, and he's about to of, have the greatest 20 year, 20 season ever. If he plays, 10 we can bank games, on it's it. Gonna be the greatest. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But, so, but yeah, like, you're I, correct. It's, it so you're, 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 you're okay then continuing to yeah. gamble on that though. Like you're, you, you're continuing to gamble on. All right. Well, look, next think, year he's going to be look, just, he is though. He is going to be. That's and it, crazy. You're correct. Man. You're correct. It is crazy, and it is against everything that we have known from <laughs> science and NBA history. Correct. LeBron yeah. is an alien. So yeah. no, I agree that the focus should be. It should tend towards now. I agree with that. However, I don't know that the Lakers need to be as desperate as they might have to be otherwise because yes. Do I think LeBron is going to be one of the best players at an all NBA level this year? I do. Do I think so, he's going to be an, at an all NBA level next year in year 21? I do. And I understand that that's absurd, but LeBron yeah. is absurd. No, it is. It is absurd, but I, I find I find it very difficult to continue to keep gambling and putting my money on the side of the absurd, right? Like it's just, that's, it's that's just completely crazy. Fair. Yes, it is fair. It's crazy and if it me. wasn't LeBron, I would be like, what are you talking about? I just, there is no comp for LeBron. It, it also, it also isn't just LeBron though. Like I, I hope we see a bounce back year from Anthony Davis, but you know, he might be like, it's been interesting to see the conversation surrounding Chet uh, Holmgren's injury, right? Um, where the people who doubted him pre-draft are, seeing, are saying like, see, see, Confirmation I told bias, you yeah. who's, yeah, like I told you, I, that's my least favorite thing about draft analysis. It's why I've, I just completely stayed out of draft analysis. I'll wait to see big them guys, as NBA big players. Guys and, big guys in their lower extremities, right? Like, yeah, like, like I, I just say, injury. well, here you go. Right. Yeah. LeBron James, all 270 pounds of LeBron James landed on his foot had on a shitty court. Like nothing to do with it. But he but planted, um, he planted strangely. It had nothing. Well, to do but with I'm it. just yeah. I'm just saying that like you know a a freak injury. A, a, mm -hmm. But this is my point. This is like my point surrounding Chet is that like if you had a certain opinion of Chet heading into the draft, you are now saying, see see, my point was made. He got hurt. Yes. Right. Yeah. And then the people who liked Chet before the draft are saying, well, it's a freak injury. It's a freak injury. It's a freak injury. And somewhere in the middle there, it's true. There's there's some truth to it. The part of it that I'm really kind of fascinated by is we have not seen in the history of humanity people his size move the way that he was expecting himself to be able to move. Right. And and the only place that we've seen some of it is in the NBA where. Kevin Durant is like a legit seven footer and he can handle the ball like a shooting guard. Um, Giannis is a legit seven feet tall and he can run and jump as if he was like six, 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 seven, you know, uh, LeBron is, is a freak unto himself. Right. And, yeah. and like we, the NBA essentially in professional sports, uh, are, are pushing the human body in ways that we just keep like, we, we tap, you remember the first, well, you can't remember the first time you went in the water because you grew up on the, on the West Coast. But it's always funny to me to watch people who have never been in the ocean before go in the ocean. And I, I, have, a whole the ocean. I have a whole bunch of family from El Paso. So like, mm -hmm. I, I, like I've grown up with these people who have never been in the ocean before. Step well, out it's, into it's the- It's on like a creek. 
It's on a river. But <laughs> no, no. no, the the Rio Grande is like it's it's the, the <laughs> it's a creek. <laughs> Rio Pequeño. <laughs> two steps across. It is. It is not, like, it went from it was Rio Grande up in Colorado. It's Rio Pequeño now. Like, <laughs> it's, have you heard, it's like uh, uh, Charles Barkley talking about the river walk in San Antonio. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's always funny though to see. It's funny to see people like, especially my family from El Paso, go into the Pacific Ocean for the first time because they wade out into it as if the Earth is just going to stop. Like they 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 wade out into it. Hey, I'm I'm with them. I don't like that shit either. <laughs> they, I grew up next like, to the Pacific Ocean. I don't like, like that you, shit. They, he's like you go you go step by step by step and you think like one step too many you're just gonna fall off the face of the yeah, planet I don't like right that. yeah i don't like that i'm with <laughs> i love them. the I ocean like I, that. I don't it's like the white that's the that's it like that and golf are like the widest i ain't going in past my shins i don't so, like that at all <laughs> uh-uh. uh-uh it might be jellyfish i'm biting my when i can't see my feet no more oh, nah, I, i've I'm been out. bit nah, by I'm a jellyfish cool. it doesn't hurt that bad nah, it, like cool. a jellyfish is just like and i might like fall it, off the earth I don't, your family to... might be right yeah. i don't know they, they might be i in I my like experience uh-uh. the, the, they are not right but so but anyway like <laughs> how about Kyrie? The, is it flat the, <laughs> once you get out there is it flat him and harrison him and harrison are floating off they went too far into the pacific ocean one time um <clears throat> so I, the reason I say this though is that like the way that my family approaches stepping in you apparently step into the Pacific Ocean is the way that I feel like we just keep pushing the boundaries further and further and further with human evolution uh, on on this very specific way right where yeah like at some point somebody is going to be pushing it a little too far Joel Embiid comes to mind in this case it might be Chet Holmgren it uh Chris Porzingis seems to have been that case where he's like seven three, and he's moving and and stuff the, the way that he was hoping to move. I mean, we've over seen the yeah, entire and Rick Smith. Yeah. yeah, we've seen this over and over. Yes, and, and, and so like I, I um, I I guess for for where we are here with LeBron, it makes me nervous that we're just gonna keep wading out into that ocean, and at some point like you aren't going to be able to touch anymore and you will be kind of swimming for your life. And it terrifies me that we are the ones that just keep pushing it, pushing and pushing it. And by the way, if, if that is the case next year, $30 million in cap space, isn't enough to make up for now you're in over your head in the Pacific ocean. All of, all of that is fair. That analogy landed is, way better than I thought it was. No, going to. Yeah. I was like, I was looking <laughs> Maybe think of Dar- our boy Darius. That was that was pretty good. Yeah, you're out there and your feet don't touch and swimming for your life. Yeah, I so yes. Yeah, and my only response to that is LeBron is an alien. So it should have been three years ago. You're right. That makes it more and more likely each season it's going to be that's the season. I just have stopped thinking that a LeBron fall off is coming. He was going to lead the NBA in scoring last year if he had played enough and if he wanted to. So you're right. At some point, LeBron is not going to be LeBron anymore. Mm-hmm. You're right. I just have stopped betting on that's going to be anytime soon because it's a fool's errand. I will believe LeBron is not LeBron anymore when LeBron is not LeBron anymore. Before I'm not going to predict it because he keeps yeah. proving science and all of us and history wrong. He was gonna yeah. he was gonna lead the league in scoring last year. If I told you LeBron is the MVP of the league in 22-23, would that be a surprise to you? Maybe. Yeah. Would it be yeah. a shock to you? 
Probably not. Yeah, I would say so. I don't think it would I'd be, be shocking. Shocked. I think it would be surprising. I don't know if he's I gonna. Don't... I don't want him to play enough games to be in the NBA Fine. conversation. My point is, if I told you LeBron is the best player in the league in this upcoming season, would you be? I would be surprised. I, I would. Be I would shocked. say he's I would in say, that conversation. Could LeBron be the best player in any series? Would be like start to finish yes. over the course of the season. Could he be the best player in the NBA? I don't see that. But could he be yeah, the best that, player in be, any you know series? What, that's better. Yes. That, that's a that, that is a better way to crystallize. That's why yeah. I want to bet on this year. That's why, like, <laughs> but here's the, thing. here's the thing: would I be surprised? I would not be surprised at all if LeBron was like, is he going to be better than Steph in a series? I don't know. Is he going to be better than Giannis? I don't know. KD? I don't know. All of fine. But if any in any series, if LeBron is the best player in the series, would that shock me? No. Would it surprise no. me? It wouldn't even surprise me. And the same is probably true next year. But that's, it's that's less likely, that's, I guess. That's the waiting into the alien. That's the waiting into the Pacific Ocean thing. Yes, it is. Yes, like I'll, that's the now my now I'm past my shins up to my knees. Right, exactly. The basketball shorts that you wore to the ocean; yeah, those are getting wet now. I don't even have swim trunks. No, I'm not going in the water. That's white people shit. I'm not doing that. There's, the ocean is scary. I'm not doing that shit. No. I, all right. Space, We're gonna have space to... or the ocean? Huh? Are you more afraid of space or the ocean? Oh, space by far. I'm afraid of both of them. I'm not doing none of them. <laughs> neither. <laughs> neither. The, the ocean, I can hop in a car and just walk out to. Space, like, no, it involves but going down in a combustion. You get, you get down there, the abyss, the movie The Abyss, and you're, like, way down in there. That's I mean, scary. No, I ain't that is that. that's no. also scary. That is also yeah, no, that is I also terrifying. That. But that's why I don't do neither one of them. No thank you. But I, I will, I will, I am the weirdo who would like happily jump into a shark cage. Like I, I'm the weirdo who would like. Why? What? Why? I don't know. Are you jumping out of planes too? No, I can't do that. Bungee I have jumping. A bad, I have a bad heart. I can't do that stuff. Oh. But like. But why is that different than? Because I'm I'm calmer in the water with sharks than I would be jumping hell out of an airplane. Hell no, hell no. You, so you had to choose one or the other. You you have to jump out of an airplane or no. or jump into shark infested waters. No, neither. <laughs> no, I choose no, no. You choose unnamed cognac. I choose no. I, why do I need extra like excitement in my life? It's hard enough walking around being black. I don't. know. Well, that's that's the need, thing. I don't that's need any thing. extra it's, shit. No, that's my privilege. I grew up. I grew up. Yeah, my no. dad's a rich white dude, and <laughs> so like I, I get pulled I, over I occasionally. Need, I, get, I get pulled over yeah. regularly. That's enough excitement for me. Yeah. No. Um, no. All right. Uh, wait. Yeah. I'm I, jumping I, out so, of a plane. No, I'm not doing that. Shark infested what? No. So you're jumping in. So, all right. Am I in a the, cage at least? The two choices here is jumping into yes. a shark cage where the sharks can't get to you and jumping right, that, out of an airplane. that, I guess. See? I ain't jumping out of no plane. No, I ain't jumping out of a plane. See, Hell, we're, we're on the same page. I guess. I'm, no, but I'm not doing that either. <laughs> I, don't, I haven't checked the structural integrity of the cage. No. Hell no, I ain't doing that. I just picture you with like a hammer. Uh, I'm pulling bars. (laughs) Hell no. Hey, man, I want to see before the cage gets lowered in. Let me, uh, 
make sure y'all welds or all the welding this, is right. There's this video did going you tack around. Weld this or did you? No, hell no. Uh-uh, I ain't doing none of that. No. There's this uh, video going uh, going around where this guy jumped into the water. I think it's in like a glass cage, and the shark bit person. through the glass cage. Oh yeah, for sure. The white yeah. person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the shark bites through the glass cage, and the guy's just like, "Well, shit." <laughs> <laughs> why? Yes. Why? No. <laughs> Do you feed the sharks or what? Like, what's the point? Well, you have you have to chum the water to get to you. On the bars and <laughs> you can't get me. It's well, like no, like they plain, they like... they chum the water, so they they throw some blood and some fish right, and to stuff. Make the sharks and... come around, yeah, yeah, to get them, around. and then you jump yeah. into the water in the cage, and and Why hopefully by that you point you feed them well enough that they like you you fed them enough to keep them content. But you don't want to feed them so much that they are now so content they leave. So it's like like weird. So they do want to eat you. (laughs) You don't give them enough so they don't want to eat you. Well, you got to present it so that like the food that's there is easier to get than you. Of course, but you don't feed them enough so that they leave. They're not content. They're still hungry. Well, yeah, I mean, sharks eat a lot. Why? Why do we do this? I, I look. I've never done it. I would like to do it. I would oh, like to right. do that. And then, like in, well, in Norway, in Norway, apparently you can like snorkel with killer whales. That's my shit. That no. is something I would totally no. do. No. Yeah. No. I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> no. You know, it's wild. Orcas have never killed a human being in like out of captivity. It has never right. happened. Right. And they and only kill people whales, in like captivity. Yeah. They yeah. only kill people in captivity, and we continue to keep them in captivity and keep yeah. putting people and around them in them captivity. Killer whales. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. don't. It's right no, there in the name. I'm good. No. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> right. I, I said this like three months ago. Whatever that those, those crazy them crazy dudes, uh, Siegfried and Roy, and one of them got got touched up by one of the tigers. Yeah. The tiger went crazy. No, it didn't. The tiger was a tiger. That's it. Yeah. The tiger went yeah. tiger. The crazy, the crazy part of that equation was the human. <laughs> yeah, why don't y'all yeah. leave them alone? So I'm going to tell you, why don't but you leave them cuddly. orcas, them sharks? Uh, you need to leave them alone. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see what Vox, Vox, send me out to this stuff. I'll do, I'll do an entire show from a shark cage. Oh. I would, I would happily do that. How's the Wi-Fi? <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I, so you're going, you, you think, you think there is, yeah, I'm, look, we'll, we'll bring this back. You're not wrong. I think that there is an increased likelihood each season that LeBron is not LeBron anymore. I just, I think it somehow, I think it is a reasonable bet to think that LeBron is going to be LeBron for a while longer. So I, and look, you're, I, I think it is important to try to maximize this season, but I don't know that you need to do that. Right. The, the, it's always like a cost benefit analysis. It's always mm-hmm. a risk versus reward thing. So I don't know that you need to be desperate to do that one, because I believe in LeBron semi long-term and LeBron is also said that he's going to be here for a little bit. So, you're not wrong, but I don't think the Lakers have to be desperate. Is my I guess is my point. I don't I don't think two first rounders, Russ and two first rounders for Heald and and Turner is desperate. I don't I don't think that's des- that that doesn't cry. The move for the, the the Knicks trade, right, where you're trading for like you know, Evan Fournier and 
anything else involving Evan Fournier. Like that's desperate. <laughs> well, that, here's that what would I'm be desperate to me. Here's what right? I will say about that. Um, whatever we think of the feelings between Pat Bev and Russ, LeBron and Evan Fournier do not have a fondness <laughs> for one another. Yeah. Take that for because, what you will. No, that, that wasn't it wasn't Evan Fournier who blocked him against the Knicks. That was what made it was, me wonder it was, if, in fact. No, it wasn't. No, I think it, it was. was. The, it was a guy who eventually went to the Blazers. He was another like white European dude. Uh, it might have been Fournier. I don't think it was Fournier though, because he wasn't he was there on was the Knicks definitely and, Yeah, it may not uh, no, but there was definitely think. Fournier running his mouth at LeBron. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, was they, they're not, they're right not at, right after that. I sent the tweet that that has since gone around the world that launched Wash King as as an entire movement. You're all welcome. Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> all right, that's going to do it here for this episode of the Hook and this week's episodes here on the Silver Screen Podcast Network. Um, yet another crazy month uh, and 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 crazy week. Uh, so I greatly appreciate you guys tuning in whenever you guys do. We, I would still say, so I would still say here in the next week or so, we're going to start hearing more and more and more about the Lakers' intentions as it pertains to Russ. I would still put the Indiana trade as the likeliest outcome of all of this, and I think that would probably take place here in the next week to 10 days, maybe 14 days or so. Before Mario Hazonia, by the way, is... There it is. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. But Thank he does you. not. Yeah, he he and uh, Fournier are not friends. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, it's weird though. They 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 share something very clearly obvious and in, in common in in follicle issues. Follicular, follicular, follicular issues. Yeah, but you know, I, I guess you hate the man in the mirror, so. All right, that is going to do it, though. We'll talk to you guys next week. I'm Anthony Irwin. That was Aaron Larsoul, and this was The Hook.